Aloha, everybody. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Spirit Guide. I am your host, ML Moody, and this podcast is for creatives and entrepreneurs. And like myself, I am a writer, and I find that it's pretty difficult in this world to make your space, to find your niche. And with the internet, and the flood of resources. I mean, there are so many resources about how to do a million things. A million ways to do one thing actually is is what the issue is. And so, you know, my passion not only is to write, but to also help people be inspired and stay inspired. And so I'm going to start uh, the, this series of podcasts where I am gonna just like throw my tips and tricks, you know, as I, as I hit them and, and walls that I hit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you along with me on that journey. I'm gonna publish these every week because I cannot stay out of practice. And I, that's what I found from this coronavirus thing that I just got so wildly confused. I mean, it just threw me off of a tangent and I find myself like finally coming back to my wits, right? Cause I haven't recorded a podcast since uh, before the pandemic hit. And so now I'm finding myself finally in the space again to share having collected myself and what I wanna say and what I want you folks to know. All right, so today I'm going to share with you five ways to take back your time or simply how to say no, which is a really big deal because during this time, there are so many things to say yes to. And if we say yes to everything, we destabilize and dilute our power and our effectiveness. And so it becomes extremely important when you have a clear vision about where you want to go to say no, not only to people, but to new projects, even new books that you want to read or actually I'm a total bookie. Like I, I probably would never say no to a book that I really wanted to read. Anyway, just as like a fun thing, I read about six books at a time. And so right now, just so you guys all know, and maybe you want to read some of these books because I do get people asking me for book recommendations. Um, right now I'm reading The Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. It's by Dr. Joy DeGruy. That's D-E-G-R-U-Y. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Maybe it's DeGruy. Um, the subtitle is America's Legacy of Enduring Injury and Healing. It is a pretty heavy read, um, especially living in a country who has not owned up to their crimes against humanity that have outweighed the crimes of humanity even by Nazi Germany. I find that pretty crazy. Anyway, so if you want to know more about that, Joy DeGruy does a super awesome job in putting that all into this like really easy to read book post-traumatic slave syndrome also reading bell hooks all about love really great read on the different types of love like spiritual love community love 
Bell Hooks is also uh, someone who is a racial equality, racial justice advocate and is highly focused on smashing the patriarchy and, and dissembling white supremacy, but in a very poetic, very Bell Hooks kind of way. So those are some really cool reads right now. I'm also reading A Writer's Diary by Virginia Woolf. It had been recommended to me by somebody. I, I don't even know who really recommended it to me, but uh, a writer's diary. It's basically, it goes from the beginning of her writing career when she's like 35 until a few days before she actually killed herself. So yeah, she ended up committing suicide, putting a bunch of rocks in her jacket and walking to a river, right? And this is like, I mean, she's written classics. People reference her as an icon of literature, and so it's really interesting to read her diary. And I find that sometimes it, it's a bit painful because she's pretty, she can be down on herself. So that's rough. Anyway, another book I'm reading is Murder Your Darlings. It's by Roy Peter Clark. And the subtitle says, And other gentle writing advice from Aristotle to Zinser. And it's kind of like a nice little daily dose of writing advice. So something that I felt has been really good for me is to have a daily reading habit. So I just read a chapter a day, sometimes two chapters a day in books. Yeah, it's been really wonderful to just have a routine established around my creative work and having reading being one of those activities that are really crucial and important, vital to my well-being and my education. And I encourage everyone to order from an indie bookstore a, or your local bookstore. We have been personally at home, have been ordering from Powell's. They had that big scare at the beginning of the coronavirus where they thought they were going to have to close down. And that would have been just like totally awful. But um, I think the community came together and I know we ordered few hundred dollars worth of books as soon as we saw that and uh yeah so i just really encourage you to utilize your indie book services there has never been a more important time to focus on the local literary scene in your community all right so support your libraries support your indie booksellers yeah let's get to it so five ways to take back your time or in other words how to say no so obviously the first thing that's going to matter is why do you need to say no? You know, having your big why carved out is the most important thing. So for me, what's most important to me is to finish my memoir that I've been working on for the last few months. I've also been working on a client's memoir, which has been just like totally time consuming, but really fun because we are like reaching back all the way into the 1800s in his life and it's it's really exciting and I love doing it and I love also working on my own memoir and so those things take a lot of time not to mention finding willpower to make podcasts Willpower to write articles, willpower to read all the books that I love to read, willpower to do yoga, to eat well, to take walks, to exercise, to be with my partner and to also be with myself and meditate. That's a lot of stuff going on. And so you got to be really clear about your why. Why do I need time to myself? 
And if you can get clear about that, well, obviously that's going to be able to inform the rest of the process. Okay, so figuring out why you need your time. Number two, identifying clearly what takes your time that is not essential to what you want to accomplish. And so for me, I have a lot that I want to accomplish and I try my best to incrementally work on those things small steps at a time you know just like reading reading a bunch of books I tend to not read a whole book through unless it's Harry Potter okay so I love reading Harry Potter but you know I end up reading a chapter a day so incremental steps towards big goals well you know there's a lot of things that come up when you suddenly like have all these goals all of a sudden it seems like the world is conspiring against you to rob your time and um for me a big thing is the phone so my phone because i like to text i like to check if people text me i like to check emails and thankfully i've actually deleted facebook which i think i mentioned in the last podcast but that has given me back like I don't know at least two hours of my day which has been really wonderful that I've been able to allocate in other places Um, so that was a big time waster got rid of it thankfully another big time waster for me is just browsing I like to do a lot of internet browsing I like to think of new projects I also love thinking of business ideas I'm always trying to think about different kind of business ideas that I could initiate as a creative entrepreneur that can serve my community. And so I end up going down these rabbit holes and and getting really occupied with thinking about these new business ideas that that are always coming to my head. And it just distracts me from all of those things that I mentioned that I do and want to do and want to incrementally get better at. So that's a pretty big thing. So knowing your why and then identifying those erroneous things that pop up and want to take your time, right? And this can be like really simple things like taking multiple trips to the grocery store. You don't need to go to the grocery store four times in a week just because like one day you want chocolate and the next day you want, uh, you know, lunch. That doesn't need to be, that doesn't need to be a thing. And (laughs) sometimes I do struggle with that. I I sometimes just like to go in the grocery store and, and I don't know, buy a kombucha and like a candy bar and then feel good about myself, you know, but it's really unnecessary. And so if you can really take back your time by being more clear about what your needs are and thinking ahead. Wow, thinking ahead. What a big deal. So there's a study that says it takes about 23 minutes for a person to regain their focus after they've been distracted. So having your phone on, the notifications on your social media, or not telling people in your house that you need to focus completely on the task that you're doing. So that brings me to a third point, is that the internet wants to waste your life away. That has become exceedingly clear in my brain in the last like four months (laughs) during this pandemic time. And... I have come into a new routine where I don't even turn on my phone until the afternoon, like sometimes noon, sometimes three o'clock, and that feels really weird. And I have to really go against myself 
doing those things um you really have to take the time you have you really have to take your time back that's I mean that's simply what it is taking your time back and you know I've never even really missed anything by having turning my phone on later in the day I although I mean I think I had to end one friendship because I realized that that friend was not very happy about my not returning their text messages constantly that I realized that I actually had to let go of a friendship, which is also totally okay, you know, like that's, and that's actually a really good barometer for how dedicated we are to our goals is what we're willing to give up based on what isn't supporting our goals. So, you know, so whatever you got to do to minimize your contact I mean it maybe you just maybe you just want to have like a an hour block of time 15 minutes 20 minutes where you check your email you make responses and and then you put it down I have to personally keep my phone in a completely different room because if I hear that thing buzz I'm looking like there's no stopping me I'm gonna look I don't care so if I can't hear it but I'm way better off so that might help you Another thing someone else does is they schedule in their social media time throughout their day. So like 9 a.m. to 9.15, they're checking their notifications, they're scrolling, they set a timer so they're not taking any more than 15 to 20 minutes on social media or emails, and then they get to their creative work. So, you know, the whole point of this list is because we are creatives. And to be creative, you need to not be interrupted that's like one of the biggest things I was watching a master class from Joyce Carol Oates and she was saying you know the biggest the biggest impediment to a creative's work or a writer's work or an artist's work is simply being interrupted so minimize your interruptions and maximize the depth of your activity it's it's really that simple number four is going to be pretty abstract but I really love this it's something that I learned from Carlos Castaneda's book Journey to Ishlan really cool book I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right but if you hear this and you're like that you said that wrong please let me know anyway it's using death as your advisor so how do how do you even use death as your advisor well I'll tell you how I personally use death as my advisor I think about if I died today, that today's my last day that I'll be living on this planet Earth in this wonderful body that I've been borrowed. And, you know, I, I think of my activities through that sense and the time that I'm spending with people through that lens. Would I do this if today was literally my last day on the Earth? Would I be sitting here with this person or would I be researching about this ridiculous business idea or would I be reading this book or would I be answering this text message you know because you really need to think about what is most important to you and using death as your advisor is a really great place to start right because if I think about myself dying today well what becomes important my partner becomes important my self-expression my appreciation of beauty in life becomes really important. Um, stillness 
love and really good food and probably a walk or or a swim in the ocean you know you know and using using that as your compass when you're not sure if you should say no to something so go there <laughs> and i think the first time i went there i for sure cried i was like what do you mean i'm gonna die and that was kind of funny but let yourself go there let yourself feel like you're gonna die and imagine if you would still be doing the things that you're doing if you were going to die today and if you're not if you wouldn't do those things don't do them like literally just stop and walk away like a please life is so precious and I think I think I did the math I think we get like maybe 30,000 days as humans on this planet if we live to like 75 or something I'd have to fact check that but um, it's something like that. It's a really, it's a tiny number, 30,000 days. And as a approaching 35 year old, yeah, I've used half of those days already, you know? And so I've got, I've got 15,000 days, hopefully to live in this body and to experience creativity and to experience the mystery and magic of this divine life. So use death as your advisor because life is extremely short, okay? Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to tell people, honestly, what you think, which leads me to my last point on how to say no and that that's to be completely honest. You have to be brutally honest, not only with yourself, but with the people that are interacting with your life. Even if it's like you hate a newsletter and you unsubscribe from it. Even if it's like your best friend who makes his newsletter and it's just freaking awful, you know, and you don't, you just like delete it every time it gets in your inbox. Like why even do that? Just unsubscribe from it. Or, you know, if if somebody keeps calling you and you don't want to talk to them, just be honest that you don't have time, you know. And so being really brutally honest about what you want and what you don't want is really important in that process of saying no, Um, because that will inform your boundaries that you make. And you will find that you begin to live a completely different life. Your lifestyle completely changes and that you are more available for what arises within and in your conscious space that you're just totally more available that you're not doing five things at once you're not listening to music reading a book and watching a tv show while you're waiting for your pizza to cook in the oven no you're you're doing one thing at once and that is a powerful jedi skill that we all need to develop because it's being lost from us in this digital age and it's something that shouldn't be lost. You know, I'm I'm all for technology and multimedia and all this stuff, but we need to stay focused. We need to cultivate attention. Otherwise, we learn nothing. And otherwise, we feel like we have nothing. Otherwise, it's empty all the time. And that is personally not something that I want, okay? So just as a recap five ways to take back your time you need to determine why you need your time number two identify what's wasting your time that's outside of what you've identified 
And number three, limit your time, the internet, social media, all that stuff. Number four, use death as your advisor. And the last one is be brutally honest. Okay, so that's it. That's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and I send lots of love and I will see you next week. Cheers. Thank you.